And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Great to be here with you once again as we have updates from the Commodity Classic in Orlando, Florida. I spent time there last week during the show, a record-breaking attendance as well for the 2023 Commodity Classic. Well over 10,200 attendees and over 400 exhibitors. So great show. We were able to talk with a lot of friends throughout the agriculture industry, including Syngenta. We kick things off, talk about the farm bill and more with Mary Kay Thatcher of Syngenta. Mary Kay, always great to uh, catch up with you and, and chat. I hope you're doing well. Doing very well. It's always good in, in Orlando when it's 80 degrees, right? <laughs> exactly. Nice to get to some uh, warm weather for a couple of days at least. Let's talk a little bit about what you were watching on the uh, policy side with Syngenta. Uh, I, I think top of mind is the farm bill. We're hearing a lot of talk about it, a lot of negotiations starting. And I, I think the last time you and I talked a few months back, we talked about how this could be a bit of a heavy lift this year. What are your thoughts? Just some of the latest as you look at the ongoing farm bill discussion? I still think it's going to be a very heavy lift. I'm not a person who believes we can have this done by October 1st, and I think that's mainly because um, we're not going to know the budget number. You know, we're not going to know until the debt ceiling uh, gets resolved, and that'll probably be late July or August, whether we're going to have to cut funding. Uh, We're not going to know whether the budget committees would consider giving us more money for another couple months. So it's hard to really write a farm bill until you know what kind of money you're working with. Well, and I know there's obviously been a lot of talk about how big of the budget goes to SNAP and the nutrition side, how much goes to the ag side. There's been talk about trying to reset some reference prices and and things like that. There's, There's so much that gets involved into this that I think is what makes it super hard. And you have, you know, obviously folks from the urban side, folks from the rural side, it just, it makes it so complicated in my eyes. It does. Now, we need to stay away from the idea of thinking we're going to take SNAP money and put it over into farm policy because that isn't going to happen. You know, um, there may be all kinds of concerns about how the SNAP program operates, but um, uh, every congressman has SNAP, a lot of SNAP in their district. And there certainly are lots and lots and lots of congressmen who have no agriculture and would see that as a real affront. So I don't think there's going to be moving money there. I do think that there is some potential for shifting some of the money within the conservation title, maybe away from climate change to other things, you know, there will be people who will be supportive of taking some of that new money out of the conservation title and seeing if you can improve the safety net. Um, And then there's always going to be digs at crop insurance. And that's just about everybody's priority is making sure we maintain a good crop insurance program. And if possible, you know, improving it for specialty crops and livestock and some of those folks. Well, I think too, you mentioned some of the climate stuff, and I know that's been a big initiative of the administration and that's getting roped into the farm bill too. And it just feels like that that is making this price tag, this potential price tag, even bigger, depending on how all these funds are allocated. Well, it is. I mean, you look at it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a $1.4 trillion bill, trillion. Uh, I think in D.C., any more people don't know the difference between millions and billions, but trillion is not used enough that they do. So, I mean, the last farm bill was under $900 billion, so that is a big jump. It's pretty much all connected to uh, the increased cost of uh, the SNAP program, etc. Um, and, and it'll be a big shot. I mean, I can see us being the front page of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and a few other places we'd prefer not to be, just because people will pick at the cost of the bill. 
Well, as you work at Syngenta and advocate for Syngenta and for farmers, what are some things you are maybe watching closely here over the next, say, six months ahead in D.C.? Well, one of the things that is not going to be part of the Farm Bill probably is the whole issue of pesticides. And that's a real concern. I mean, the trends at EPA against, you know, making it a lot more difficult to keep pesticides in use around the country continues. Um, One of the biggest issues I think we face is the overlap of the Endangered Species Act with FIFRA and what may happen there. And, you know. Uh, EPA talking about conservation mitigation measures and pick lists, but you look at those pick lists and there's lots of places in the country that it just doesn't work for farmers. Um, But this is something I I hope every farmer will keep their eye on and be involved because, you know, when you think about these pick lists, it's not something that the corn growers or the Farm Bureau or whomever it might Mm -hmm. be can answer for farmers. It's got to be individual farmer. um, Yes, this would work on my farm and no, this wouldn't. But if we don't get individual farmers involved, Uh, we're going to lose in the end. Well, great thoughts to consider, and uh, we appreciate a few minutes of your time and look forward to talking again real soon. Mary Kay Thatcher with Syngenta, thanks so much. Nice visiting with you. And next up, we continue with our friends from Syngenta. I got to learn about a new product that is heading to market waiting EPA approval from Syngenta. We learn more about that with Mark Kidd. Mark, great to catch up with you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, Jesse, good morning. It's glad to be here. It's been a great commodity classic. And uh, for Syngenta, we're excited to announce our new corn herbicide, Storin. Well, let's talk about Storin. I'm excited to learn more about this as you guys continue to innovate and bring new products to the market marketplace here for growers. Talk to us a little bit more about Storin and what excites you about it. Yeah, what really excites us about Storin is some of our market research that that we surveyed growers that 40% of the growers throughout the United States are not satisfied with their pigweed control programs. And we think bringing Storin to the market will bring a new level of control for pigweeds plus the other 74 weeds that will be on the Storin label. Uh, once we get it registered. And right now, Storin is uh, pending EPA approval. We hope to have uh, registration by early summer with uh, state registrations late summer and for full sales in 2024. Well, I think about, you mentioned those pigweeds, just some of those tough-to-control weeds throughout our cornfields. Obviously, bringing new technologies to the table for our growers is is key so we can try and stay one step ahead of some of these just noxious weeds that are out there. Yeah, and pigweeds is, um, you know, not the only weed, obviously, that Storin controls. As I mentioned just before, there's 74 weeds on the label that Mm -hmm. will either be controlled or partially controlled. But you're exactly right. There's usually a large weed complex in the field that the grower's targeting. It's extremely good on annual grass species, giant ragweed, morning glory, uh, very good on kochia. And the other good thing about Storin, it has application flexibility. So on seed corn and field corn, you can use it 28 days pre-plant, pre-emergence, and all the way up to the V8 uh, growth stage for post-emergence application. And then you can also use it on uh, sweet corn and popcorn, but that will be a pre-only application. Well, if growers want to stay up to date with Storin as you go through the approval process and, and get it to market, what's going to be the best way to do that, Mark? Well, there's t- two good ways to do that. Is obviously the Syngenta website to keep update on the Storin progress of the Storin registration. 
or I would encourage the growers out there or the retailers to contact their local Syngenta sales representative. Fantastic. Mark Kitt with Syngenta. Thanks for joining us here at Commodity Classic. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jesse. It's wonderful to be here. And that is going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.